Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small kids, coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hey friend, welcome. Welcome to this mystical time of year. I'm recording this in the late winter period as we approach the spring equinox on March 20th. And I hope that if you feel drawn to learning more about your spirituality, about learning new wisdom traditions or ways to be in relationship to the divine, whatever that means for you, that you really follow those inclinations and those threads. At this time of year, we're reaching the end of the zodiac calendar. So Pisces is the last, the 12th sign of the zodiac cycle. And a new cycle begins with Aries when the sun shifts into that sign on the equinox on March 20th. So it is the end of something and the beginning of another. And it's not just a seasonal shift, but I think there's something really important you know, throughout the rest of the year, the sun, of course, is moving through different zodiac signs and we move through different seasons and micro seasons. But this is really the end of one journey and the beginning of a next. And so I hope that you embrace that in some way if it resonates with you. And I think the tools that I'm going to share in this episode can help you to do that. Today's episode is a recording of the monthly Rooting In call that I do in Cedar Lodge for the community there. This is a 20-minute meditation and teaching call that can help you to make a really friendly space in your heart for the new life that wants to emerge in the upcoming growth cycle, particularly in the way that you express your gifts and yourself through the work that you do. And this recording includes an embodiment exercise, which, you know, you can simply listen through and do later on your own time, or you can do it in real time as it plays. It's not super involved or long. I encourage you to just sort of do it in whatever way fits for you, even if you have to modify it as you, you know, do whatever you're doing as you listen. (laughs) So that's what I want to share. I'm going to dive right into the recording. I hope that you really enjoy it, and I'll see you when it's over. I want to start by offering some thoughts about where we are in the cycle of the year and the cycle of the seasons as a way for you to just understand what you're inside of right now and to also see what the natural world is doing as a mirror that can give you some more insights into how you want to show up for yourself and your work and your community right now. So as I'm recording this, the sun is still in the sign of Aquarius, and it's been there since late January. In Aquarius, we're looking at the work we do to heal and tend to our nervous system. It's related to the star card in the tarot, and in the star, we're really moving through a transformative period of healing, not only for ourselves, but remembering that the healing that we do for ourselves inevitably contributes to the collective healing because it changes how we show up in the world and it has meaningful ripple effects into our relationships and into those that form our community. So in Aquarius season, we're looking at how we process and metabolize what it's like to be in the world right now, how we heal the areas of our lives and selves that need healing and how we become intelligent about what enters and leaves our 
lives and our experiences. Aquarius is known as the water bearer. And so we're looking at how we can hold the water that flows through us, not just literally, but metaphorically. How can we hold the vitality and the hydration that wants to flow through our lives? And then on February 18th, we shift into the water sign of Pisces. So this is a mutable water sign, which means that it takes us from one season into the next. Pisces is the last sign in the zodiac. It's sort of the end of the cycle before a new cycle begins in Aries season, which starts on the spring equinox. And so here we come to the end of something, which of course is always also the beginning of something. And every water sign is different, but I think of Pisces as this vast ocean. It's sort of the final sea of everything. It's both where we come from and also where we will return to when we die. It's connected to the hanged man or the hanged being in the tarot, which is this period of literally being upside down or looking at things differently and remembering that Again, the end is always the beginning. The beginning is the end, that those two are one and the same. And in this late winter, early spring, we can see that life is returning, but it's been fed by what has had to die in the fall and winter. And while life is returning, while the seeds are cracking open and you know the lambs are being born, this life is still fragile. It's not fully established yet. And so we're working with this rebirth in a way that's really gentle and that honors the divine nature and vastness of it all without needing to, you know, say that this is what this seed will become, or this is exactly what this child will become, or this is what this hope or yearning I have has to become. We're just swimming in the yearning in and of itself. And I see the winter season and the zodiac signs that are here building up to this point. So we have Capricorn since the winter solstice in late December, we moved through Aquarius and now we're entering Pisces. And with this earth sign, air sign and water sign, it's all building up to ask us, you know, can we hold the life, the vitality that we need? You know, water is life. We cannot live and move through our days. Life on earth cannot be sustained without this water. Water tells the seeds in the ground to grow. So are we connected to the true wellsprings of life and meaning? Do the structures in our lives enable us to connect with the water, with what hydrates us? Can we hold it? Is our nervous system grounded enough to be with what is here right now? And then in Pisces season, you know, can we swim in it? Can we let ourselves just go and float and be really in it? So while this is all happening within us, we have to remember that we are each a fractal, a mirror of what's happening in the collective as well. That as we make room for what truly hydrates us, as we fill our cups, that can happen on a community level as well. We can inspire others to do that for themselves. We can build communities of care, of hydration, where people are truly joyful and feeling full and feeling fed. We can build a society like that. We can become a global society of care. So this is just a, a big reminder that the work you do to truly 
heal and nurture yourself is not just for you. It's done on behalf of the community as well. And you can set that intention so that it does become powerful and something you do for the collective. For us, again, individually on this in this time, as we shift into Pisces season and the final season of winter before we step fully into spring, I really want to invite you to focus on incorporating spirituality into your work, whatever that means to you. And I know the meaning can be vast. It's We all have different language for the divine. We have different relationships to it. Many people are unpacking beliefs that they were raised with and repacking them and, and finding ways to connect with the divine in a way that makes sense to them. And I want to completely honor that experience. But whatever name or words you use to conjure up or connect to the divine, I want to say boldly that I believe the divine cares deeply about you and what you do for work, that the divine cares deeply about how you feel inside of work, about how you feel about your ability to meet or sometimes not meet your material needs. I believe the divine cares deeply about how your work impacts you and how it impacts the world. And so if we carry that belief, then our relationship to work can really shift. You know, if we believe that we are absolutely supported by spirit or the universe or God, goddess, whatever word you use, if we are truly supported in our work, then we can ask for help. We can pray about it. We can say that the way I want to do this is in a spiritual way. We can bring in our spirituality and let it infuse the work so that it does have more meaning, more ease, more clarity. And oftentimes we get into these cycles of overwhelm or wanting to make a change, but not feeling like we can. And we forget that we have vast resources of support that our ancestors can support us, that the natural world and its magic can support us, that the divine, that life that you know pulsates all around us can support us, that we can sync up with that and let this be a magical experience. You know, I believe that each of us has a calling to live into, that we came into this world with a seed that's planted within us that wants to blossom fully in our lifetimes. And the psychologist James Hillman calls this his acorn theory, that we each are born into this world with an acorn that is our calling, our image, our essence that wants to become an oak tree throughout our lifetime. And I want to encourage you to wonder, like, what if this were true? You know, what if you truly do have a calling? What if you were born with a seed or an acorn that wants to be fully expressed? How could you live into this calling right now and give it permission to grow in the coming spring? Maybe not fully, not, you know, in a sense of finality or without having to define exactly what it is because our callings are mysterious and often can't be pinned down to any one job title or job description. But how could it give, have a little more life this coming spring? Because your calling is you. It's you fully expressed. It's that seed, that yearning, that desire in you that finds its resonance in the world. And that seed needs water. It needs life, hydration, flow in order to open and grow. 
And I want to return for a minute to the tarot archetype of the hanged one or the hanged man in many decks. And this archetype, when we move through it, is really the process of seeing differently. The person in the card is usually hanging upside down. It's a time when we are really looking at things differently. When we remember that the material world is infused, is an expression of the spiritual world, that the spiritual world can come into and inform our material lives, that the work we do to heal individually and grow and express our own calling contributes to the collective healing and growth and well-being. So what do you need to look at differently right now? What about your work needs to be turned upside down so that you can see it in a totally new way? Could it be that you believe that you have no calling? And do you want to play with the idea that you do have one? Could it be that you feel like your calling should be super specific or clear or defined or that it should line up with what your parents think it is? Can you switch that and turn it upside down and see if an if your calling is an evolution that is mysterious and that can only be known and expressed by you in your own unique way. What changes for you if you believe that the divine yearns for you to live a fully expressed life, which doesn't mean that it's all going to be beautiful and easy and pleasant, not at all. It takes real grit and determination and commitment and perseverance to connect with and express our callings. It may look like confronting family dynamics that are really painful or believing that you can do something that seems really risky or irrational to everyone else. It can be, you know, embracing your loneliness and feeling like you're the only one trying to carve out a unique experience for yourself. It's certainly not always pleasant, but it's yours. And this late winter period as we shift into the spring, I just want to encourage you to fully embrace this calling, this question, this invitation to you to live a life that is fully expressed, whatever that looks like right now in this moment. And to support you in doing this, I want to offer an embodiment exercise to help you tune into this calling and into this part of you. And I, I want to just invite you to take a light touch with this. There's no, you know, need to do this in any one way. There's no right way to do this, no pressure for it to be anything more than what it is for you. But go ahead and close your eyes if you're comfortable. You can also rest your gaze softly. And I just want to offer this exercise. So we'll just start by breathing into the heart center, into the center of your chest. And see if you can imagine that this part of you is like an open window, that the air can just flow in and out of your heart center, that any defenses that you might have around this area usually can just dissipate a little bit or become flexible just for a few moment, moments, that this part of you can just be really open. And I want to invite you to see yourself in a sea of light, that there is this warm, bright light all around you, 
that this light is the divine intelligence and energy that has been with you since birth, that surrounds all of us, that is present throughout each of our days. So you are both in your physical space and in your body, but you are also floating inside of this infinite web of light. And this light can show you the seed or the calling that has been planted within your heart center since you were born. And I wanna invite you to ask this light to show your seed to you, to show your calling. And whatever comes to mind, whatever is in your imagination is perfect. And it may not be an image. You can ask the seed to show itself and you may get a feeling or a sensation. Whatever comes to mind is perfect. And so we're asking this seed to show itself to you. Thanking this light and the seed for whatever arises, even if it's a nothingness. And you can ask this seed or however it shows itself, you can ask it what it needs from you today. You can also tell this calling what you need from it. And so taking one more deep breath, imagining a soft breeze just wafting through your heart center, expressing any genuine gratitude that you have for this divine light, for this calling that is nestled within you. Remembering that you can return to it at any time with your imagination. And going ahead and opening your eyes. I mentioned earlier the psychologist James Hillman, who wrote a book, among many others, called The Soul's Code in Search of Character and Calling. And I want to share a uh, a quote from this book and he's talking about what you're calling or what the acorn that's planted within you since birth what it needs in order to come to life in a lifetime and so you can just let these words wash over you he writes it has much to do with feelings of uniqueness of grandeur and with the restlessness of the heart its impatience its dissatisfaction its yearning it needs its share of beauty. It wants to be seen, witnessed, accorded recognition, particularly by the person who is its caretaker. It is slow to anchor and quick to fly. It can't shed its own supernal calling, sensing itself both in lonely exile and in cosmic harmony. Metaphoric images are its first unlearned language, which provides the poetic basis of mind making possible communication between all people and all things by means of metaphors. 
So, you know, he uses an acorn metaphor. I've talked about a seed today, but I encourage you to really let your imagination flow with any metaphor that makes sense for you. What does this calling feel like to you? Is it a bird that wants to fly? Is it an ocean that ebbs and flows? Is it the moon that cycles through? What metaphor comes to mind or what did you notice in that visualization and how could that be a tiny clue, a tiny thread that you could follow and really honor in this late winter, early spring? So that's what I have for you, my friends. I hope this feels emboldening and encouraging and helps you to remember that you have so much support, seen and unseen, and you have an invitation to really live into yourself and your spiritual nature all the time, but especially in this time of year as we begin the process of rebirth and watch the natural world go through that. Okay, my friend, I hope that you really enjoyed that recording. If you benefited from this episode, please consider sharing it with others or visiting the podcast page to rate the show and leave a review. Doing that on Apple iTunes especially really helps the work to get to more people who need it. So I would really appreciate it if you took the time to subscribe or write a review or rate the show. I will be back with you in two weeks to talk about this cross into the spring and what it might have to say for you and your unique situation with work and the way that you express yourself through your professional life. Take such good care and I'll see you on the other side.